0: to this the final episode of the week. This episode will be uh, section 9 of the Doctrine and Covenants. Okay. So, I told you 6 8 9 tie together. Section 6, he's Oliver's promised you're going to be part of the work, you're gonna have, you'll have the spirit of revelation, you'll be able to translate. Section 8, the Lord teaches him. This is what this is what um revelation will will be like and that it's a gift of the spirit and Section 9, so somewhere between section 8 and section 9, Oliver tried to translate. We don't know a whole lot about that experience and what it was like, but we do know that it did not go well uh, because of section 9. So, verse 1 says, Behold, I say unto you, my son, that because you did not translate according to that which you desired of me, and did commence again to write for my servant Joseph Smith Jr., even so I would desire that you should continue until you have finished this record which I have entrusted unto him. So the Lord says, look, you're not going to translate the Book of Mormon. Just keep doing it being the scribe. He says, And then behold, other records I have that I will give unto you power that you may assist to translate. So there are, were other records. And this is on the heels of, remember, of section 7, where they had seen a, a piece of parchment that was translated, and that became section 7 of the Doctrine and Covenants. So there would be no doubt that the Lord would have other things that he could produce for them to translate. You now you get There's some other things that do end up getting translated and uh you know things from uh that are in the perfect price and, and things like that but the lord promises them that there are other things that we'll need to work on and he says, be patient for it is not wisdom in me uh, and it is not expedient that you should translate at this present time so he says look you tried but right now, let's just let Joseph translate. Let's get this work done. It's not a, it's not time for you to translate now. But why did it fail? And so the Lord tells him, "Behold, it is, uh, it is because you did not continue as you had commenced." So you started right, right. He, and if you listen to my last episode about the process of revelation, it's a process, and if you stop. You know, oftentimes we go to the Lord and want we're we're sitting we're sitting at point A, and we want the answer that's all the way at Z, and so we ask for Z. So the Lord's going to say, well, that's not the way it works. Let me ask you a question, and redirect you to get you to ask the right question, and that might that's a process that might take time until you realize I'm asking the wrong question. I need to ask B, and you get B. Now you've got A and B, but you still want Z is still really like where you got to get to. But if you just stopped there and said, oh, I want Z again, well, then you have to work all the way back, right? Because you, you didn't continue as you commenced from A to B to C. So it seems as though that's what Oliver had done. Oliver started correctly, but then um, just said, all right, tell me what this says. Do not murmur, my son, for it is wisdom in me that I have dealt with you in this manner. Behold, you have not understood. You have supposed that I would give it unto you when you took no thought, save it was to ask me. Behold, I say unto you, you must study it out in your mind. Then you must ask me if it be right. And if it be right, I will cause that your bosom shall burn within you. Therefore, you shall feel that it is right. It takes work. There's effort. Now, I will say this. This section, verse 8, about the burning in the bosom and studying it out and pondering it in your mind, I do think it applies to certain situations and circumstances. That specifically, that type of work. But I think the main thing here is the Lord says that work is involved. This is specific to Oliver and his uh, situation in trying to translate. Study it out. All right, I think this is what it is. Ask me if that's right. Yes or no. Burning the bosom, yes. Stupor of thought, no. Which comes in verse 9. Okay, I think that that was to him. Now again, like I said, the burning the bosom, stupor of thought. The studying it out yeah I think that applies to us yes but I also think the main message here is that there is effort involved on our part in revelation I, I mentioned this in section 8s uh, episode go read first Nephi chapter 11 through uh, first Nephi chapter 11 through chapter 14. look at the effort that is involved in Nephi answering questions and getting um, there's a lot of action that Nephi takes in that journey of his, of that revelation. Um, Elder McConkie gave an address at BYU in um, mid seventies, I think, or something like that. It's called agency or or agency and inspiration. He talks about this exact thing that if we want just inspiration and we want to be inspired with everything that we do, and we're going to say, all right, Lord, is this, I, I, tell me is this right yes or no all right should i eat some fruit loops this morning should i do this thing should i do that thing should i even even big decisions like should i marry this girl should i take this job yes we should absolutely seek his guidance but we should study those things out in our mind we should weigh pros and cons we should say what's this like we should then make a decision and then say hey lord this is the way that i think that i want to i want to do this Is that the right decision? Because now guess what we've done? We've used our own agency, made a choice, and then just sought some confirmation. And the Lord is going to do one of three things. He's going to say yes, burning in the bosom. He's going to say no, a stupor of thought. And it may not be a burning in the bosom. It may not be a stupor of thought. But in one way or another, to you, in your circumstance and situation, He's going to say yes, or He's going to say no. Then, the third option is He might Say nothing, which is his way of saying, I trust you. I trust your agency. You've followed the spirit to this point. Do what you feel is best. And if it ends up being wrong, he'll stop you before that action, you know, or he might let you learn a lesson in a, in a way, but it's going to be something that is for your benefit and good, right? And that you probably would have learned with either decision. And so basically what I'm saying is the Lord answers in one of three ways. Yes, no, and, you know, it's up to you, which is oftentimes the answer we don't like to hear. And I think in my life I, I get that maybe even more often than the yes or the no. So long as I follow the Spirit, the Lord wants us to use our agency. It's why we're here. It's what we're on the earth for. Elder Bednar, uh, in his uh, October 2020 address, talks about a test and a proving process and, and prove prove me we will prove them here with you know that's that's the the point of his talk is is us quote unquote taking the test of life and immortality and the word test, as he mentions is nowhere found in in any scripture but proving is and how can we prove ourselves if if we're just saying lord tell me what to do all the time no that's not how it works we're here to show our agents to use our agency to show our faithfulness to him and sometimes the choices we need to make to him it doesn't matter one either way the lord will be able to say you know take the job in dallas it's it's, the same i mean it can be big life-changing decisions take the job in chicago or take the job in dallas the lord says you know what it's up to you no matter where you go with with this decision i'll be able to use you as an instrument because you followed the spirit, in making this choice. You followed the spirit up to this point, and we can easily fall prey to the trap of just saying, "Give me all the answers." Um, you know and that's what Oliver—that's ha- what happened with Oliver. That's, but look at um, go back to the the brother of Jared in Ether. He's building the ship, and he's got these problems. And he says, "Lord, I've got these problems. I need to know how to steer. I need to know how to breathe. We need light." And the Lord is like, "All right, cool." Um your unit you, well like you can't have any windows with light, we'll deal with that. Hey with the with the whole air thing, just cut these two holes. And he tells you. He told him the answer. He guided him exactly and specifically. And then the brother of Jared goes back and said, Oh, okay, thank you for that. I went and did that. I've taken my action. I've done my work. So I've followed your direction. I've followed the spirit. Uh yeah, but so what about the uh, light thing? Oh yeah, so don't worry about the um, guiding of the of the steering. I got you covered. And what do you want? What do you want me to do? So here's another answer. He says. So one answer was you came to me, you prayed, you thought about it. You know how I'm going to tell you how to do it. Go cut this. You go do the work. Now you follow the spirit. You've proven yourself worthy. So then the Lord says, all right, I'm going to take care of this other thing for you. I'm going to guide you completely on this journey. I'm going to give you this answer. You know how to steer. But what do you want? What do you want me to do for light? you got to, you got to make some, you've got to take some effort, make some, something. And he says, I've, I trust you now. I, you've done work. You've followed me thus far, so I know that you won't ask me to do something that's contrary to my will. What the brother of do? He goes, he potentially reads the account of Noah, knows the account of Noah, and knows that there were some precious stones that the Lord had touched that, that glowed and gave them light as they were in the ark. So he's like, hey, you know what? Well, maybe I'll do that. So he's done some more work, and he's, he's using previous answers to questions. And then he goes to the Lord and says, will you do this? And the Lord says, you know what? I will, because I trust you and your agency he could have picked something else. I am convinced that he could have picked something else. I love that he picked the rocks because it does tie into Noah's story. But I am convinced he could have picked something else, gone to him in righteousness. The Lord would have trusted him and it would have made it work. Because that's the way the Lord works in our life is he answers some things directly and just takes care of them. Don't worry about steering. He gives us the answer and tells us what to do with other things. Go cut holes in the top and the bottom. With other things, he says, I trust you. I have given you my spirit. Make a righteous decision, and I will bless it. Chicago or Houston? Where should I go? I trust you. You've put in work. You have you deserve both of these jobs. You've been faithful in your callings, and you're a righteous disciple of, of my son, Jesus Christ. So what what do you want? I'll bless either one. That's the way the revelation works. And it's from A to B to C to D, and not from A to Z, an immediate jump and from a to b he might give you the answer from b to c he might just say you know what Here, uh, uh, this is what you need to do and you go do that and oh that's c and you okay and then for d he might say what do you want d to be how do you what step would you take to make this work okay and then you would say i'm going to use my knowledge in, of a and b and c and how this works and how the, I know the, the, i know how the lord works And I, I think that if i did this and the lord will say i trust you you are my child and you've proven proven worthy of my trust and so we see this complete the complexity that can come from from in Revelation because sometimes Revelation needs to kind of take a backseat to our own agency and choice but that that happens because We've sought him. That happens because we've shown ourselves worthy. We don't earn things with the Lord. We can't. We're unworthy. We're unprofitable servants. But what we can do is qualify. We can qualify for his trust. We can qualify for his guidance. And what happened here in section 9 of the Doctrine and Covenants is that Oliver had started out on that path, started getting those answers, and then just thought that that was it. That was the only way the revelation came, but no revelation is multi-layered. And I bring up the story of Brother of Jared, the brother of Jared, and Ether, because I think it shows those layers of how the Lord works in revelation and in our agency, and how they are interrelated. And Oliver, to his credit, continued working. You know, he, he could have been super offended and been like, "You know what? I'm done with this and quit," but he didn't. He continued helping Joseph, and he he was young. He was youthful in the gospel. These things were all new to him. We have the opportunity to learn from him. Smart people learn from their experiences. Wise people learn from the experiences of others. And that's what we have in the scriptures. That's what we have, especially in the Doctrine and Covenants. It's stories from these, the latter days. Yes, apply all scriptures. Apply all scriptures to yourself. But I can tell you this. It's a lot. I can, I, I relate a lot more to seeking a revelation and running into a problem receiving that revelation, like Oliver, than I do to uh, having being told to chop off a guy's head. Now, there's plenty to learn from Nephi's story, and I do love Nephi's story, and there is a lot to learn, even in, in following the Spirit, in that story. But my point is, the Doctrine and Covenants, the great thing that we have this year, and I've, I've been forthcoming with this, that I struggle more with the Doctrine and Covenants than I do with the Book of Mormon in terms of my understanding and knowledge. and um, Even reading, it's harder, but it's not really a story, the storyline. I love the story of the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon is truly a passion of mine. Um, but I do, I love the scriptures in general, and I love the Doctrine and Covenants. And one of the reasons I'm beginning to love the Doctrine and Covenants this year is because I'm beginning to see this connection that smart people learn from their experiences, wise people learn from the experiences of others. And here we have in the Doctrine and Covenants the experience of people in the same dispensation as us. Yeah, it's 200 years ago, but man, that's much closer than any other standard work that we have. And we have the opportunity to continue learning from other people, from our prophets and our apostles as they speak to us in the Liahona, even on social media, as, as they talk to us and teach us from the pulpit and general conference. But in, in this year, in our study of the Come, Follow Me, we get to learn from Oliver's Mistake, and we need to learn how revelation can work in, in our lives. This has been something that, through my life, I, this process of revelation that I've, I'm have i still learning, but I have seen it unfold in a repeated pattern. And that pattern mirrors sections 6, 8, and 9 of the Doctrine and Covenants. It mirrors First Nephi chapter 11. It mirrors Ether 3 and 4, or 2, 3, and 4. The Lord works in patterns. He, He, all things are done in wisdom and order. It's my testimony that I've seen that in my life, and that I've, and as I've uh, sought Him, and combined that with the use of my agency, He has blessed me and my family. And he's guided me through really dark times, which gives me hope that uh, in the dark times that I continue to walk through, and that I will walk through in the future, that He will continue to. Reveal great truths to me to sustain me through those times that will eventually lead me to the light, which is His Son, Jesus Christ. And I know that Jesus Christ is the light and the life of the world. And you know those things. And at times, those that's stronger than others. And it's. You know, I think we all experience those ebbs and flows. But I can tell you that my testimony is I've. I can. I know that He is the light and life of the world because I have seen and I have tasted of that light. Best of luck in your studies this week. I hope that these episodes are uh, helpful in giving you some context and just pointing out some great things. I had some quotes and things from this section. I I decided to kind of follow the Spirit, as it were, uh, as I discussed my own experiences and the experiences of uh, others from the Scriptures. So thanks for bearing with me. Um, Best of luck this week, and I hope you'll join me next week as we uh, study sections 10 and 11. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll talk soon.